It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Remember a little over a year ago when we were told that inflation was transitory and now Janet Yellen saying that signs of a U.S. recession aren't in sight when you're creating almost 400,000 jobs a month. Well, if you were really creating 400,000 new jobs a month and the economy was spinning up and we didn't have 11 plus million job openings and workers out of work for a variety of reasons, we wouldn't have this discussion. She went on to express further confidence in the Federal Reserve's fight against inflation and said she doesn't see any sign that the U.S. economy is in a broad recession. See, they threw broad in front of that. In a statement uh, that was worthy of Kamala Harris' word salad moment, the White House issued this statement. What is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of of falling real GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Instead, both official determinations of recessions and economists' assessment of economic activity are based on a holistic look at the data, including the labor market, consumer and business spending, industrial production, and incomes. Based on these data, it is unlikely that the declining GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. Hang on a second. I got that little twitch over my eye again. Ah, Representative Pat Fallon, Texas 4th District. So I just read you a bunch of bullshit, twisted terms, real <laughs> definition versus updated definition. But probably the only part I agree with in that statement, or at least the words are in alignment with something I've been talking about for years. After all, I did even do business talk back in the mid-2000s. I might know a thing or two about basic analysis of the economy, is that there is always an altering a change in an evolving definition based on a multitude of factors on when we're in a recession. And we are in a recession in spite of the word salad, aren't we? Well, yeah, David, thanks for having me on. It sounded like the sequel to Billy Madison. I mean, that was just absolute word vomit. Made no sense whatsoever. And if President Trump had been in office at this point, in juncture, they would have said this is we're heading toward a Great Depression. So it's just typical liberal spin we are going to be with two consecutive quarters of negative growth that is a recession that is the definition of it and you know we had what 1.4 percent decrease in the first quarter while china interestingly had a 4.8 percent increase so this isn't something that's worldwide clearly um but it's joe biden's doing when you inject trillions of dollars into the money supply they're trying to legislate money from dc it's ridiculous Look, they're contradictions, economic, if you were looking at the real facts, contradictions aside. Now comes the question, and right now we're in the election cycle, but let's say in November uh, the Republicans take over the House and if by some circumstance manage to get a majority, even a slight one in the Senate, you will have control of the committees. At that point, the description has to go out and actions have to be taken. And I got to tell you, I'm not encouraged at this point based on past activity or lack of it 
that the Republicans will use whatever is necessary, whatever economic leverage, whatever effects could be done by, say, being in control of House Ways and Means, House Finance, Senate Finance, Senate Banking, to pressure some regulatory changes, you're not going to get anything past Biden, but to do something to slow the damage or possibly even begin to reverse some of it. And and that's the leverage game. So, you know, are you and the Republicans ready and capable? And is the leadership going to play the leverage game? Well, David, we damn well better be here. What the hell is the point? I mean, the the country's going to uh, hell in a handbasket. This is one of the reasons I ran. I didn't want to see if the Republicans gain control again to have John Boehner 2.0 or Paul Ryan 3.0, where they are, quote unquote, legislating really just to stay in power or at least and it usually it backfires. Uh, I think Paul Ryan was a perfect example of that. They could have built the wall. They could have secured the border. They had all of the, as you just said, the levers of government. They had the House, Senate and the White House. And they didn't follow President Trump's American First agenda because they thought, well, that would be too, um, you know, that would offend people in Washington. Or I don't know what the heck the reason was, but they didn't do it. So we, uh, we, having one or both chambers will provide us leverage and give us a seat at the table. I mean, right now we have neither. And we'll, I, I want to pass great legislation and force Biden to veto it. I mean, hopefully he'd sign it. But if he, I, I, I honestly – I don't care when I say I don't care if he vetoes it. I, 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 I Actually, I mean it because he's going to veto it. And then you would have to go through the override process. So that, that actually should get shoved aside. You talk about Paul Ryan and John Boehner. We still have Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. We have qualified people in Congress, to be fair, that understand economics and how the economy should work better than they do. The leadership fails to do what it must. And if given control of Congress, of just the House, you control the money and you can you can you can pull budgets, you can you can separate out things, you can do everything possible to force either slow down or force behavioral changes by these agencies, by the various elements of government. And it doesn't get done. Yeah. And you know what? It, well, it better. Again, I've had several conversations and I, as many members, many of the conservative members of the Republican Party have with Kevin McCarthy and, and said, you know, we've got to um, take action and bold, you know, bold. We need to paint with bold colors, not soft pastels. I mean, the 9.1 percent inflation, 40 year high. But what scares me even more, David, is in June, it was 1.3 percent just for the month of June. Just annualized, that's over 17 percent. That that is devastating. That's uh, that's why real wages are down with the average American household by five thousand uh, dollars, because wages aren't keeping up with the prices. So, in, in as you know, and inflation is a tax on everything that we buy, on everything that we need. So we have to take action. Uh, one thing you you won't see is giant spending bills that inject wasteful you know trillions of dollars into the, the economy, which we've seen uh, over the last year and a half. And they do they do it again if they could get a pass. Well, let's talk specific action. And, you know, I'm not putting this all on your shoulders, but, you know, right now you're the body's representative on this show. Uh, What specific actions should Republicans take or plan to take uh, uh, when it comes to, and again, if there's a takeover of the House, to halt, slow down, to do something to stop this insanity that's going on? Well, number one, real basic, right? We know that Washington does not have a revenue problem. They've never had a revenue problem. They have a spending problem. 
So instead of just automatically green lighting, massive, really massive growth. They, and they, you know, if they, they project eight or 9% growth for each agency. And if they reduce it to 5%, they say that's a cut when they're still growing. It's not a cut. We need to talk about and seriously, um, I, I want to push for a balanced budget amendment. We got it very close 25 or so 30 years ago. They almost passed it and kicked it out to the states. That's vital. And nobody's talking about well, it. Well, that's not going to go through as long as Biden's in the White House unless you had the votes in the Senate to override him. So uh, that is just not going to happen. Regular order. Let's talk about something the Republicans can do, and that is push regular order. When you come to these continuing resolutions, this, like you just mentioned accurately, the way they consider a cut, which is they slow the rate of expected growth, agencies and all of these other things. What about getting regular order back? Are Republicans and Republican leadership willing to put it in should they be given the majority? Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's the way things should be. Um, but are they willing to do it? I mean, are they talking about it seriously? Because Ryan, Boehner, McConnell, McCarthy, I'm just using the guys at the top. There are plenty of others. And decades over decades, regular order is like a ping pong ball. Nobody ever catches it. And it bounces all over the place. And you know it's there. Yeah, well, we'll see. Right. I mean, it's hard, hard to say. Um but as a freshman member going in, but, you know, I can express what I'd like to see happen, and that is regular order, and we have to get the economy under control. And in doing so, I really think uh, you get spending under control, and then that would spur economic growth, particularly when uh, we eliminate regulation. Uh, that's something that the executive branch can do. Biden hasn't done. Trump, President Trump did do it. But we just need to expose what the left is really about. They're exposed. Uh, and, and like, People are seeing it. It, it. This audience sees it day by day. The left is even showing it. Brian Deese, economic advisor of the president. This is the new, this is the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. They're no longer even pretending to hide this. No, well, yeah, because Joe, Joe Biden has done one thing, taking a left turn at every, given every opportunity, he just goes hard left. I mean, he hadn't even been to the border in, what, 540-plus days, and it's worse than it's ever been. He ignores it. They want to talk about it, so he ignores it. And then they put this spin on inflation because they know we're in a recession, and they go, well, like you just mentioned, this isn't that bad of a recession. This is a special recession. This is an okay one. Don't get worried. Where if they put the exact opposite spin if there was a Republican in the White House. Well, this is going to be the, the challenge to the Republicans is to do something not go in there if given the majorities and keep describing the problem. And there are actions the Republican Party can take if given the majority. Regular order does not require the president's signature. Uh, the, the type and nature of bills, you've got Supreme Court decisions like West Virginia versus EPA. You talk about regulations, that goes to Chevron deference and regulations. And if the Republicans don't deliver freshman to senior seniority all every republican vote is a single vote in the house of representatives and if they don't deliver i can i can tell you pretty much not only are republican voters but american people writ large pissed off at congress because they're paying the price and, and that is on the bodies that are in there that are causing or not fighting these problems effectively. Representative Fallon, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Always enjoy our conversations. 
Thanks, David. God bless. Take care. Representative Pat Fallon from Texas's 4th District. You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.